1: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
2: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Mark Henry talk about SmackDown from this past Friday and Tribal Combat that we're going to see at SummerSlam. How did we get there? We'll explain on the Busted Open podcast. Also, uh, we get into the current era of pro wrestling. And is it the biggest ever? We talk about that. And also, we get into the sleeper hit of the weekend. And that's Athena and Willow Nightingale.
1: I have so many questions about the tribal combat. Some of the things are kind of they alluded to um that it was an honor system type of thing. Anything goes, but it seems like Roman has basically been stripped of being a tribal chief, and now the 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 mantle or the position of tribal chief is up and and it kind of held like. Um, you have to earn it. And nobody likes to be stripped of their title. I mean, there's people that work in corporate America that, you know, they go from a VP to, you know, now you got to be demoted to something else. You know, like, I, I don't... Nobody wants their titles to be stripped because, of course, you know, you're working for titles, you're working for money placement. No, you're right. And like, it, I think
2: people have have dealt with what you're talking about when you have new ownership come at at your job and like you have a position, but you almost feel like you got to earn that position again. That's exactly what's happening here. He took that family artifact and put it over the championship title, meaning that both things are on the line. It's not just the the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship, but really the head of the table and the tribal chief. Like all of that is on the line in this matchup at SummerSlam and. It, the, the one thing that hit me was like, you know, Roman saying to Jay, once he made that challenge of tribal combat, he said, do the elders do the know elders about know? this? And Jay Uso was like, no, this came from the elders. And when he's talking about the elders, he's talking about that, that Samoan dynasty that we all know about as wrestling fans. Like, man, there's, like you said, Mark, there's more on the line at SummerSlam than just that championship title.
1: Yeah, and 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 I want to I want some um some more explanation as a fan. And who is that explanation going to come from? Is it going to come from Alpha or Seeker? Mm. Is it going to come from Rakesh? Is it going to come from Atta? Like who who's going to be the person that 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 comes out and says this is what's on the line? And this is what can happen and cannot happen. So I would assume that in a situation like this, that there will be no Paul Heyman. That solo when when you have mortal combat, you you can't have interference. Nope. So I, I want to know what all the parameters and the 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 necessary rules to make that even more of a special match. And you mentioned it, Solo
2: Sokoa. We saw Solo Sokoa on Friday, and Roman stopped him, actually grabbed his arm. Because, like you said, no, this is yeah, you know, Paul Heyman's voice, that's he's not he's not a part of this. Solo's not a part this is really between Roman – because I would feel – He Mark could be a this, distraction, though. He could, but but I would feel, Mark, and this is like, again, it's part of the explanation. We don't have a lot of time before we get to SummerSlam. We're less than two weeks away from SummerSlam now. True. Like, I would I would think if Solo does interfere, that's a sign of weakness. If Paul Heyman is a part of it, that's almost like a sign of weakness. I think that's why Roman stopped, you know, Solo. I, I feel right, like right. – like I feel like, you know, th- this is really about who's the strongest, and and there are no rules, you know. You know, uh, as as Jay said in the explanation, I want to use that table, I want to use that chair, I I can use whatever it is. There's no rules. This is survival of the fittest, and we're gonna see who's gonna be the true head of the table at SummerSlam. This story again. New chapter to the story, Mark. That's why this is such a beautiful story that's being told. Every single week, there's a new chapter in this story.
1: And and not only is there a new chapter, but there's been new characters brought in. There's been um, emotional situations. Um, just having Jimmy in the hospital, like yeah. that's a that's a big deal. Oh, and they said that. And, like, whose fault
2: is it that Jimmy's in the hospital? Is it Roman's fault? Or is it Jay's fault for putting Jimmy in that situation? Like, that's, like, the conversation that's going on. And, you know, Mark, we've talked about it. You know, obviously, I was out in Atlanta for the Cody premiere of his documentary that's dropping on the 31st on Peacock. And we're talking about Cody's story. And is Cody gonna be able to get to that point again where he's main eventing WrestleMania against Roman? It's almost like Will we get there? Probably, but you're not even thinking about it. this story is so good, Mark, that you're not looking ahead. You're not like no. you're not looking you're not looking at what could happen at WrestleMania, what could happen five, six months down the road. You're you're really focused and concentrated on the moment and that's what a good story does you're focused and you're so engrossed in what's going on right now and that's what the bloodline story is doing
0: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well
3: Or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. The
2: comment that Cody had that, by the way, Mark, just as a spoiler, I completely agree with. And I'm interested to hear from the Busted Open Nation on this. But uh, before uh, we get into our view of this, and really you asked the question, Mark, about this era of pro wrestling right now and how hot pro wrestling is right now. I want to go back to our interview, which you can hear uh on uh the busted open podcast and you could also watch the video on the sxm app let's go back to my interview last week with cody on the current state of pro wrestling
3: we can officially say this is the most successful time in the history of the industry this includes the golden late 80s mid 80s and it includes the attitude era and i'm i'm not saying that from an opinion standpoint keep Keep your love wherever you want it. I'm just saying from a bottom line standpoint, from a financial standpoint, from tickets, from the transaction, that is wonderful. It's even bolstered and more wonderful by the fact that we have Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, uh, you have Road Dogg who's putting together the live event cards, Triple H, Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn, you have all these people, Bruce Pritchard, Michael Hayes, I could go on and on and on and on and on, Jey Uso. You have all these people who I wanna make sure we keep it going. I want to make sure there's an honest and genuine transaction with us and our fans and we keep it going. And that's cuz everyone's matured. Everyone's to the point. We're not kids anymore. We I went out and ran a business on my own. Like I we, yep. we know we know more than we you know, we're very lucky to have learned and been educated by it. But that's why I think it's heading it's going to continue down that road. This is a business and it's a it's booming.
2: All right. First of all, great quote. And again, you can find that uh, interview uh, on the Busted Open podcast, and also available in video form on the SXM app. And Mark, I I think it's a great quote from Cody. And here's why: because you look at the business, and you know you got to look past like the territory era, because the territory era was that it was very local, it's very centralized in the territory. You got to really look at it once Vince McMahon took pro wrestling national in the mid 80s and boy you know we did see a big boom in professional wrestling in the Hogan and the rock and wrestling era uh, where it was finally getting mainstream attention probably for the first time since the 50s when pro wrestling was first shown on television and then you go to the attitude era mark that you were a part of and how that became mainstream and it became more than mainstream it was pop culture in the 90s Then you look at it right now. And again, the world is very, very different. The world is very generalized, you know, obviously. But you look at the business that pro wrestling is doing right now, Mark. And let's use WrestleMania as the benchmark. You know, I remember in 1984 when Kerry Von Erich wrestled Ric Flair at Texas Stadium in front of 42,000 fans. That was like a big deal. Like, oh my gosh. Like... This is huge. You know, uh, 42,000 fans watching a pro wrestling event. Mark, now WrestleMania sells out two nights at a stadium. You're getting about 80,000 fans a night for WrestleMania. SummerSlam, which is going to be taking place in less than two weeks, that's going to be at a stadium. The Royal Rumble had, what, 58,000 fans. And then you look at AEW which we haven't seen in over 20 years where another wrestling company is selling out arenas and oh yeah by the way AEW is going to have 75,000 fans in the UK then you look at New Japan with Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom where you see, you know, 40 45,000 fans at Wrestle Kingdom every year Mark like when you look at the world and and again I say the world because it is a global product now. It's it's not just about the United States. It's, a, it's global. It's all over the world. Mark, it's really hard to argue with Cody when he talks about right now the world of pro wrestling and the business of pro wrestling.
1: Dave, I, I, the bloodline situation brought on this conversation. But the whole point of... Primetime television. There has never in the history of wrestling and the history of primetime TV wrestling on every night of the week. Different companies. The interest in pro wrestling in the 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock hour is dominated by pro wrestling. It is. On every network almost. And there's channels that don't have a network show, like Impact, that still dominate on Thursday. Monday, Raw. Tuesday, NXT. Wednesday, Dynamite. Thursday, Impact. Friday, two shows, two, SmackDown and Rampage, and then Saturday, Collision. Wrestling has never in the history of television been this strong, and that is not including the indies. That is not including other big companies like NWA, and MLW and New Japan and the list goes on. Wrestling is strong as is stronger than it's ever been. And we didn't even talk about pay-per-views. Yep. There was no such thing as fight back in the day. There was no such thing as BR Live. Those people are making a shit ton of money at least once a month, more times, two times a month, on, based off the back of pro wrestling. It's never been stronger. The WWE has never, ever, ever made more money than they make now. Not with Steve Austin, Not with The Undertaker, not with The Rock, Hogan, Flair, name somebody. It's never been as strong. Now, fandom of an individual wrestler is not what we're talking about. The people that I just named, if they were in today's wrestling, It would be the, exactly the same except for you multiply who's watching because if Austin was around right now or Hogan was around now, The Rock or Rick Fla- Ric Flair, Rick is, Flair is out of his prime. But nonetheless, that's a different conversation.
2: Yeah, and, 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 and I think you're right. But the business
1: of wrestling... It's stronger than it's ever been. And there's no I, I arguments.
2: Agree. I agree. When you look at the bottom line in the business and the dollars that are coming in, like Cody said, it's never been bigger because it's a global product now. And I agree with what you just said, Mark. There's no wrestler right now that's bigger than Hogan or The Rock or The Undertaker or you know, there's no there are no wrestlers right now that are bigger than those wrestlers from that era. From the either, you know, the Roddy Pipers or the Hogan's in the 80s or the Rocks and the Stone Colds and the Undertakers from the Attitude Era. There's nobody that comes close to that right now. But when you look at the bottom line and you look at attendance, guys, like 80s, the golden era, right? That a lot of people call it. Sometimes I call it the golden era. When things went national, like pro wrestling was on Saturday mornings or late night TV. Saturday night's main event. You know, that was on late night on a Saturday. You know, I, I, when I first started watching wrestling, wrestling came on 11 o'clock at night and then Saturday mornings. And then you, then you look at the Attitude Era and the WrestleManias in the Attitude Era sold out arenas across the board. But now they're doing stadiums, stadiums, and they're also selling out arenas. Raw was sold out in Atlanta on Monday and, and SmackDown was sold out on Friday in Orlando. They're selling out arenas now too. And then you have another product that is doing very, very well as w- as well in AEW. Like I just feel like, and like what Cody said, you could have your face. Cody. The one thing Cody said, I don't think it was mentioned in that clip, is Cody loves every era of pro wrestling. He loved the territory era. He loved the expansion in the eighties, and he loved the Attitude era. But he he was almost saying like now it's time to kind of give us our flowers. And look at what the world of pro wrestling is doing right now. Mark, this is the first time I can say, in since I've been doing Busted Open, that the world of wrestling is not leaning on the past, meaning not bringing back the legendary yep. names to sell tickets at WrestleMania. They don't need to bring back The Undertaker anymore, Goldberg anymore. And I know we saw Cena at the last WrestleMania, but it's bringing Cena back, you know wasn't the main attraction by any stretch it's roman you know right now like you're see when you go to arenas you're s- you're seeing more and more of the new superstars like i said when i went to raw a lot of la Knight shirts a lot of cody shirts a lot of roman shirts a lot of uso shirts you're seeing less and less of the nwo's and stone cold shirts and seeing more and more of the current superstars and at AEW it's all about when you go to an AEW show, it's all about the roster in AEW. So like, I I think finally, since at least the last 15 years, since this show has been on the air, that wrestling is the biggest it's ever been.
1: It's the biggest it's ever been Dave. And, and there's really like Cody said, there's no argument. The, the dollars and cents gives you the confirmation that you need. But, you don't even need to look at the dollars and cents. All you got to do is look at the activity on television. You we you remember the TV guide? We used to have the TV guide? Yeah. Like, they, if they had a TV guide now, every week they would have a picture of wrestling. They, oh, it, it, without w- a doubt. Y- you look at, speaking of TV guide,
2: when I would be a kid and I'd look in the TV guide, it would say wrestling. It would say pro wrestling. It wouldn't say like WWF or NW. It wouldn't describe what ma it would just say wrestling. That was it.
1: Yeah.
2: Or, you know, and, and like Mid-Atlantic, I would have to watch it on Channel 41, which was, you know, the Hispanic channel and everything would be, you know, in Spanish. And, you know, I look in the TV guide to look at, you know, uh, TV Espanol, and it would be Lucha Libre, and I would that I would stay up to watch that, and it would be Mid Atlantic Wrestling, you know, with Yugo Savinovich doing the play by play, like yeah, they, you know, it's and then you're not even factoring in uh, the streaming services and and nope. and everything else, like it's it, and the reason why I'm saying this, and I think the reason why Cody is saying this is that. You hear from a lot of different podcasts and shows about how wrestling was so much better back in the day as it is right now. And to me, you can have those discussions. You can have your opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think right now you need to really celebrate and really uh, enjoy and, and understand how big pro wrestling is right now. Let's not compare it ...to another era. Let's enjoy it. And I think there's so many naysayers right now that people tend to forget how good pro wrestling is in 2023.
1: Dave, I think also Cody kind of takes it personal. Yes. He's taking it personal because this is his era. He's one of the top stars in this generation. In this decade of pro wrestling... He is one of the feature stars. You don't want somebody saying 10 years, 20 years from now, you know what? They made a lot of money, but, you know, the stars weren't as good. Cody is laying claim right now. We have made wrestling bigger in our era than anybody else ever did. And I'm not mad at him. Cause I believe I, I mean I, Dave I went and saw Bruce Bruce last night, and the guy that opened for him and mc the show was an unbelievable talented guy. I mean he was he was awesome. laugh laughed like I never laughed before. Uh, the dude was incredible he's gonna have his time one day. And believe you me, he's not gonna say, oh, I'm better than Bruce Bruce, the guy that's putting him on. He's not gonna say, I'm better than Richard Pryor and guys Red Fox in their day. He's not gonna do it. But what he can say is I help elevate the business. I'm somebody that, because of my peer group and my era, we've done something that the other generations didn't do. And you have to hang your hat on something in your era, and I think that's what Cody's doing. I, He's and, letting and, everybody know, I'm a part of this, yep. and I, we put our damn flag in the ground of the success of this era. And I think it's
2: more of a branding thing, Mark, than an individual. Like when you look at the 80s and the boom in the 80s, you can look at Hulk Hogan as the reason why. When you look at the boom and the attitude era, you can look at, you know, Stone Cold and The Rock. But right now, it's not one individual, it's the whole, no. it's, 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 you know, it's the sum of its parts. It's everybody, it's the brands more than anything else. And, uh, There was a time on this show that I felt like that wasn't a successful way to do it. I felt like you needed a face of the company. I felt like you needed somebody to be the leader. I've been proven wrong. I was proven wrong because right now there isn't one individual. Could you say Roman? Yes. But you know what? Is it Roman or is it the whole story? Is it everybody? Is it Roman and the Usos and Cody? I don't know if you can put put your finger... Just on Roman Reigns, it's the collective force of all of them together. And I didn't think that that was possible, and I've been proven wrong by what's going on right now.
1: I I didn't either, Dave. So you're you're not by yourself. Yep. You're not on an island of doubt by yourself. I doubted that it would ever be. And we said this before on this show. We said it multiple times. That the WWE didn't want to create one dominant superstar over everybody. Man, were we wrong. We were wrong too. Roman Be- Reigns. Whew. Roman Reigns is a monster.
2: I mean, he just passed Pedro Morales. So now his name is with Bob Backlund, Hulk Hogan, and Bruno San Martino. That's pretty much the Mount Rushmore of that company. And now Roman is approaching... Like he breathes, like Michael Cole said, He breathes rarefied air. Like that is, like that is a guy that is is on the top of the mountain, and you can compare him to some of the greatest legends when you look at what he's doing right now. And if you if you think I'm wrong, go back to last this past year's WrestleMania where you had two two nights in a sold out stadium. Like yeah. it's hard to argue, Mark. That business is down. And then you look at the stock of the W. Where most stocks are crashing in this economy, the stock of the WWE is rising. And that's because
1: of what pro wrestling is doing right now. Dave, look at entertainment. Look at entertainment in, in its totality. You have a strike going on yep. with sag after in Hollywood. They're pulling... Advertisements for films and releases and and so forth. Wrestling is not slowing down. They are not stopping ads. They are increasing the ads. They are pushing even more now to get bring in people that they used to they used to watch. Streaming devices and uh, Amazon and Apple, Twitter, Facebook, ESPN—they laying off everybody. Netflix, you name it. And where is wrestling doing? It's rising. It's rising it's and popularity. Rising. And and.
2: It's a tough time. We all know that it's a very, very tough time, and the the economy. It's tough. Like it's hard. It's hard on people. But yet, what are we talking about with the WWE that they're breaking records selling merchandise at a time when a lot of people are cutting back. A lot of people don't have disposable income anymore. Mark the WWE's, uh, you know, is doing record numbers with merchandise. Like it tells you the strength of pro wrestling. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Foundation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Open Trial to start your free trial today.